You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 139, covering Masks and Eye of the Beholder with Mark Bosco. Friends. I got a friend here at my Romans. house. No, no. Ro- Bob, are you a Roman? Hmm? I don't He's know. roaming around your house. No. That's true. I don't think I Roam am. if you want to. Roam around my house. <laughs> I will. I just roamed across the country. Yes, so you did. Bob did has indeed. moved here from the East Coast. He now lives uh, very close to me. Yeah. Close enough that he can now just come over and record when we want to, which yeah. is fantastic. Yay. So, you guys uh, can be right neighborly. Yes. Indeed. We, we, can, we can be right neighborly, which is uh, which is good. Good to have you here, Bob. Thank you. It's yeah. good to do I'm, this. I'm glad to be here. Now we need to get Matt here and everything will be taken care of. I'm coming. I know. You're working on it. I'm having some Earl Grey tea out of a Star Trek mug. Oh, very nice. In, in honor That's of the occasion. That's way to drink it. Feamy. Is, is replicated tea as good as real tea? Um, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Well, we, w- we went to the Star Trek thing in Vegas. Didn't they have replicators there? I don't remember. They had a transporter, at least. I remember that. I re- yeah, I remember transporting, and then there were Borg attacking, and then mm-hmm. everything was fine. Wait, no, that was the other thing. This was Klingons attacking us. Oh, was it Klingons attacking? It's always Klingons attacking. Yes, because we might be one of Picard's relatives or something. Oh, right. That makes sense. Wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, that's okay. You know what doesn't make sense? Either of the two episodes we did this week. Oh, my God. This was goddamn ridiculous. This was... This was a particularly nonsensical week, I gotta mm-hmm. say. Yeah, Bob, will you agree? I was I was particularly confused by my episode. <laughs> I was also particularly confused by my episode. I was confused by all. I I don't know where I am actually. Wait, why is Bob in my house? Where this am can't I? Can't be right. Who are you? Who's people? the president? <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old I... movie house. <laughs> you old building and loan, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we have been told by a, at least at least one, at least Brian, but I think more than one of our regular uh, rotation of guests, uh, the the core six guys that we usually have on, that um, masks is next gen's absolute worst episode, and uh, I don't think any of us found it to be particularly that. No, I don't know. I, mean, it's I think bad. Beverly it's fucks a, a ghost episode, is pretty bad, and it should feel bad about itself. Yeah, uh, Beverly fucks a ghost definitely. We did that, uh, I think you're like one or two shows behind, so yeah. you didn't quite... Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't heard your take on that yet, but I do remember how bad it was. Here, Here is our update on that. We now have exactly one person who says that they didn't think the episode was all that bad, and that was English Gav. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, or <laughs> to be fair, what's the, what's the qualifier I need here? He doesn't know what Star Trek is. In his defense. Oh. In his defense. He doesn't know what Star Trek is. He's, he's no. repeatedly asked us what Star Trek is. Did he just I like the castle? I a letter from him right now. Hang on. Is that why he liked it? Let me yes. just open it. I think he... Well, no, it, didn't, it wasn't a castle. It was a cottage. Yes, it says, what Star With Trek? A condal. Oh, right. Don't like that condal. Oh, is... Condal. Yes. Is that what the letter said? What's, what's Star Trek? It said, what's Star Trek? <laughs> what's condal? Well, I don't know what condal. Condal and condal. What is condal? <laughs> Uh. Oh, that was not very good. No. I'm sorry. Uh. You could do better than that. I hope. <laughs> Condal. That's better. Leave, leave the shitty jokes to the people who tell them every week. <laughs> no, he's here to he's here to tell shitty jokes once every season. I tell shitty jokes all the time. Yeah, but but on the mic. That's the difference. Uh, I suppose. All right, Matt. Why don't you tell us about masks? 
All right, fine. So the Enterprise encounters a comet, and upon scraping away the colorful candy shell, reveals a surprise. It's a giant floating library or something. Picard feels the blood rush to his archaeology boner. Mysterious statues and artifacts and better script ideas begin appearing all over the ship, and the computer begins filling with symbols that only Data can read. Jordy runs a level one diagnostic on Data, and then Data turns into... Retarded Loki, I guess? <laughs> he prances around and leans on things, and he wears a license plate on his chest for ease of identification. Soon other data personalities begin appearing, each with its own unique license plate. Picard resolves to collect them all. Meanwhile, the ship is turning into an ancient city. Nobody remarks on how stupid this is. Picard visits Data in his quarters to meet with his new stupid, dumb personality, who worships Mistretta, an evil sleeping sun goddess or whatever. The only thing that can keep Mistretta sleeping is Galano, who is also a god or something, and is also Mistretta's boyfriend, maybe. So, one of Data's more irritating personalities takes, tells Picard that Mistretta is awake, which is bad, and shows Picard a magic symbol that will summon Mistretta's temple. And then they talk to her, something, I guess. What is happening, exactly? <laughs> so then they laser the symbol through the ship and create the temple, and then Picard uses more magic to create a Galano mask. Seriously. Like, they don't even replicate it, it just appears. And it looks cheap as shit. So then Picard puts it on and goes to talk to Data in the temple. And Data's also wearing a stupid fucking mask, and they jam for a while, and then Picard puts Data to sleep, Borg-style, and the day is saved. <laughs> Luckily, the Enterprise stops turning into a city and then starts getting ready to turn into a train. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still a few weeks away from that big old spoiler, Matt. The, I'm, uh... What? <laughs> okay, the point of the summaries is for the people who are following along with us to know what happened in the episode. Mm. It's it's so that we can get you on the same page so that we can then discuss it. The problem is, if we don't know what the hell's going on, it's, I watched it's this very episode hard. twice, and once without talking over it. Yeah. So I, I feel like I got a pretty good grasp of this episode, and I still don't know what the hell happened. No, in fact, the second time when we watched it here to, to help Bob, we had the... the uh, uh, closed captioning on <laughs> the subtitles, yeah. and all I know now is that Ehat the god is spelled like I hat. Yep. That's all I learned from that. <laughs> Free hat, yes. coming soon. The what was the I other hat. guy's name? Gelato, Gelato, and and Nagat Nagato. Is that it? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Matt that the uh, the names you typed here were not their names at all. Nope, I think you just made close. these names up. <laughs> I didn't make them up. They're from something. Oh well, I don't think they're from this. Nope. Very well. <laughs> Why don't you tell me a good thing then out of out of this mess if you possibly can? Uh there's a part early in the episode where uh Picard is examining the various magic artifacts that have been appearing on the ship. Oh, and let's be magic? clear about the magic too. Things are just appearing. Yeah, stuff's just appearing by magic. There's no uh there's there's no they they start replicating them at first, but then just the ship is just turning into stuff. Yes. Well they were like using that as replication material? Yeah, it's like something? they were using the raw molecules. <laughs> so basically and our DNA, yes. they said. Yeah. So they're DNA using our DNA evidence. to turn things into stone. Turning into stone and plants. Yep. They made a point of saying that they were living plants. Living plants? Yes. Cloaked <laughs> <Not> clown clones? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so all this stuff is magically so, appearing. And Picard uses his archaeology skills to sort of examine them and give us an idea of what the civilization's sort of about. And there's also a scene where he's in, they're in the temple that they created as if by magic. Mm -hmm. And he's all like, oh, this look, this design features often in uh, various civilizations, so it can tell us stuff about what's going on. 
Yeah, we've talked a bit about how a particularly bad thing in season seven is these sort of generic plots where you could slot any character in. Mm. Like, we haven't done a Geordie episode. Let's just use this one for a Geordie episode. Why not? But that felt very Picard, the, the archaeology yes. stuff. It was very unique to him. I so, think. I mean, in an episode where nothing good happens... <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I have to be careful not to nod my head because Al is in the same room as me. <laughs> yeah, Matt and I have that problem when he comes over here and we're making eye contact and like meaningful glances and like, yeah, you guys probably aren't getting those. Yeah. J- <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. It is, it is, uh, it is pretty cool to see Picard, you know, still get excited about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Um, but I mean, that's about it. <laughs> For good thing. Like, again, this is not the worst episode. No. But it's, it's still a bad episode. Well, and in fact, that, that kind of takes me to my bad thing. Which, okay, this may not be the worst episode of Next Gen, but it may very well be the stupidest. Oh, God, that I would agree with. For a show about <laughs> spacemen that defy our current understanding of physics, communicate, and even interbreed with space aliens, this episode sure taxed my dis- suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do, but the end was just a big mess. The ship a- magically turning into stuff, and Data, like, turning into these... What Are they gods? Is that what it was? I, I think so. Like, or I, maybe she's just a god and everyone else is just a person. I don't know. But what were they trying to accomplish? Or was she an alien that they just treated as like, well, what happened in this episode? That's my bad thing. Okay. Well, like, I, I absolutely was confused about that. Like, what was the point of transforming the ship into all of this stuff? It, uh, it's not It's not like to preserve it, their culture exactly. Right. It's, I mean, like, are they sending this, you know, probe out to, you know, tell other people about their civilization? Could they have just used a flute? <laughs> Oh, I mean, like <laughs> I need a minute. Was, was the end game to have a giant floating temple that Data just wandered around in, talking to himself? Well, and that's the other thing. If your ship didn't have an android, then what? Then your ship would just turn into this stuff, and you wouldn't even know why. Yeah, because without Data, they would have no real gateway to understanding any of this stuff. They would just watch it all happen to them They're until just like, they well, died. Well, I guess I guess we're yeah. dying. That's the end of us. That doesn't really uh, pass things on. <laughs> Not really, no. Because the people who know are now dead as well. Yeah, you've just <laughs> replaced them with you. Yeah. Except you've only really replaced them with your stuff. Yeah. You're still gone. I don't... Like... Your long dead civilization <laughs> is still long dead. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, like, if I want to take anything away from this episode, it's just that. It's just, what? Yeah. Yep. What? What? That is a good point. It's just it's 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 dumb, but it also felt it felt it's in that dumb, dumb but it's complicated. It's complicatedly dumb. Yeah, because you got to know all these. Like after a while, they kind of expect you to keep up with like who all the different names were. Mm. Yeah, and like this person represents the sun, and this person chases this person across the sky, and it, it was very sort of basic, you know, mythology stuff. Yeah. But it still, like, was surprisingly complicated for these people that we've never met before and we'll never see again. Yeah. I mean, like, they they made, they made had to give Data signs on his chest so you could keep track of who he was from scene to scene. <laughs> oh, and they would artfully cut away and then cut back and it would be different. Oh, yeah, that was some masterful work right there. <laughs> it's editing. I, but the thing is, there was some decent, like, this was effectively a bottle show. Like, they built these sets, but they kind of built them on the Enterprise because yeah. they... We mostly saw the Enterprise turning into it, so they sure. would sort of just, you know... They would uh, move in some bricks and some straw. Right, <laughs> yes. exactly. Like some suddenly cows. it's a temple. Some Irishmen. Right. I think the only time we see not vestiges of the Enterprise are at the very end where it, the actual temple is there. Yeah. Right. Which, Which is, it's a nice temple. No, it is, and that actually was my good thing, was um, 
I didn't hate the set design. It was actually pretty neat. It was kind of Aztec uh, yeah. influence, I think. Yeah. Aztec or Mayan. Adventures of, in the Aztec. Yeah, it looked like one of those. Right. Or uh, Incan. That's the other one. Yeah. I always confuse those three. Yeah, yeah me too. Them and Mayan, the Olmecs Incan. that came before them. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I studied that stuff for a little while when I was, uh, you know, into the whole, like, aliens from space sort of thing. And ah. Sure. Maybe well, they built the pyramids in South America. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say, that's a very original series idea, and that's what I was going to say, is as dumb as all this is, it does feel sort of like it would have fit better in the original series. Mm. I could kind of see that without all the possession and stuff. Well, yeah, but if if the ship was being turned into an ancient archive... Mm. Well, there wasn't really possession, right? It was just they were just using their technology, and Data well, it, happens to be technology, so they were able to use <laughs> him, too. Except they turned Data into them, and... Troy at one point said that he had the Android equivalent of multiple personalities, and there were thousands of personalities being downloaded into him. Mm-hmm. Well, he was the only receptacle for personalities, right? Other right. than, like, I guess the ship could have started talking like one of the... <laughs> That'd be cool. Major Barrett starts doing the, the weird voices <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Well, but see, that's that sort of like the original really series. That would cool if they had had her be yeah, the, uh, yeah. like, if they had had her voice be the uh, the god. Oh, that would have been cool. Oh, right? yeah. That would have been neat. Then the whole ship was the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Miss Tretta? Is that... <laughs> I think he just made that up. I don't think that's her name at all. Have it, like, like have the final temple thing be in, like, the holodeck, so it, there's, like, a hologram representing her. Yeah, and then, and then she comes down and says, choose and perish. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, awesome. they have to shoot three phaser beams right directly at the temple to... Uh... Yeah. Let's show this Aztec bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> <laughs> On the Enterprise D. <laughs> Nobody yeah, steps on a pen forward in my ship. <laughs> um, so let's see. Your bad thing, Matt? Uh, good question. <laughs> uh, poor Patrick Stewart attempting to act in his stupid, stupid tinfoil mask. <laughs> I mean, this man was knighted for God's sake. No one deserves that. Like, at the end, when he's doing his final showdown with with uh, Mistretta. Mm-hmm. Is that really her name? Seriously? <laughs> I have no idea what her real name is. Okay. I know enough. it's not Mistretta, but I'm going to keep using it. All right. Fair enough. So, d- during his final showdown with Mistretta, <laughs> he, shows, he uses the magic mask that appeared as if from nowhere, uh-huh. ties it on with a fancy ribbon, uh-huh. and goes down there, and they have this conversation about how... Uh, she's sick of chasing him or whatever and he's like well fucking go to sleep or it's something. just like a sun moon metaphor right like she, yeah, cha- she gets chased so. across the sky or something like that yeah mm-hmm. but he's just there's just all these close-ups of him and data both wearing their stupid masks and it's just like uh, hey that's the name of the episode <laughs> <laughs> well when the second mask showed up i'm like oh, okay now we have two i guess that makes this title make sense now you don't have to call it mask now you can call it masks yeah <laughs> which makes a lot more sense mm-hmm uh bob good thing oh um i actually thought that uh brent spiner's acting was really great in here it's like you know he has to do five or six different people however many it was and it was you know he had good differentiation between them and it was i i thought it was pretty easy for to follow he actually said that he wished he'd had more time that he felt like he didn't do a job of that so it's interesting that uh i i mean i agree with you yeah well i mean spiner's a great actor like you know 
Yeah, and for the one who's supposed to play the flat, emotionless one, he's probably had to stretch more than anybody else in the cast through this through this whole series. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Always well, I'm sure other that's people. why they always give him. That's why he always gets possessed by people. Yeah, <laughs> as, as stupid as it is for a uh, for a plot device, it is uh, it is a, a good chance to give him something to do beyond you know. Yep. I am functioning with the normal parameters. I mean, and I've always thought Data was the most likely guy. Like it made sense for him to get possessed because you can basically just slot anything into him. Well, yeah, mm. because souls are USB. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what the S for, right? Yeah. Souls. Universal Soul Bus. <laughs> I think that was a movie, actually, Soul Bus. The Soul Bus. Bob, what were you saying for a little while anyway? Maybe it lost you. Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean no, to cut go you ahead. off in mid-brow. <laughs> um, no, please. Weren't you, 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 might have, you might have tired of it as the episode went on, but for a while there you were saying you were kind of into the... Uh, into the mythology stuff like it, it yeah you i thought it was cool with it like we were. there was i don't know there was one uh particular long scene where oh, uh, like picard is talking to data as as all sorts of different folks and yeah it was almost an act and it was i don't know i thought it was pretty interesting going back and forth between the different characters and kind of learning more about the mythology and it was like kind of a quiet character moment that i thought was interesting but I guess didn't really move the story forward that much after all. I think, I think if it had been, for instance, if it had been on Deep Space Nine and this was the religion of the Bajorans, let's say, for instance. Sure. I might have been a little more interested. Because we've never seen this civilization before and we've never seen them again, we just have nothing invested in them and all they are is the danger of the weak. It's hard to care. Yeah. But if they had been the Klingons' gods or, you know, whatever. Like it, right, it might something that we had a little bit more relation to, or at least had heard of once. Yeah, right, exactly. No, not fe- look. You you cannot you cannot be Feklar, obviously. <laughs> what was the? I forget. We had a line. Like Kim said something. Like, you are not Feklar. You are not Feklar. Yeah, Feklar is graceful. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Klingon guys are coming back left and right now. So uh, yep. you know, Collis is back. You might as well. Uh, Bring back Collis is back, and this time he's pissed. And this time he's Kalis. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a, there's so a, you know, Kalis is yes. the, uh, well, the first time we see uh, Alexander in, the, in his first episode, hmm. we see that statue of, of Kalis in... Um, oh, fighting his brother or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In and Warp's like, quarters. That's Collis, isn't it? And I guess Dorn just ran with it, yes. Collis fought his brother, blah, 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 blah. That's the only time we say it that way. Uh, and they wept until the seas overflowed or some damn thing. <laughs> I don't know. They were big crybabies, weren't they, Father? <laughs> what did what did, what did Kalis call himself when he came back? Is Ooh, it, that's a good point. He, call himself, he called himself Ooh. Jimmy, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little strange. Um, there were a lot of really not very well made up phrases and words for things. Fortanium. Yeah. It's made out of f- well, four it's, tanium. It's more than three tanium. Yeah, you got titanium, tritanium, and four tanium. <laughs> well, uh, the Darcy system. The Mr. Darcy system, <laughs> as Amanda called it. Right, which which then forced Matt to struggle to come up with a Mr. Darcy reference, which file not found. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know anything about Mr. Darcy. Amanda said he could jump into a lake, something about that? <laughs> I bet that? that's funny to somebody. <laughs> But the three of us... Uh, I mean, it's funny to me, but only because I think the idea of someone jumping into a lake is funny. I don't have the context to enjoy it in a more uh, it's, literary it's sense. It's almost as grand as throwing it into the sea, but not, not quite. quite. <laughs> Nothing is as grand as throwing something into the well, sea. Well, but see, that's a that's a huge gesture, whereas jumping in a lake is a more personal thing. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've been referencing that a lot lately. I've been wanting to throw all of my 
boxes of moving stuff into the sea. Wasn't that the advice that I gave you when you started moving? I yes. said, just t- bring what you need and throw the rest into the sea. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I need all this stuff. And then no, as we get know. closer and closer to moving and packing more things, and I'm so tired of it, then Al's advice sounded, started sounding more and more, and more better. I'd see that's more the better. thing. I've been, I've been through this. I've been through this. I know. I know of whence I speak. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Wentz? Of Wentz. Senior Wentz's. Is that right? I have a note here. Is Data turning into B4 because he just keeps saying dumb stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is, a, there is a great bit, speaking of Spiner. He, he loves, <laughs> as he's mentioned, oh, well, there's that. Oh, I'm doing I'm doing motions that you can't hear, obviously. But yes. he, there was this moment in uh, engineering when uh, he's talking to well, wait, he's talking to Jordy. He's talking to Jordy about it might no, be that was episode. in the next episode. It Never mind. We he might was, as well. Uh, it was in the next episode, and and he's talking to him about suicide and. But it, like Jordy crosses his arms, and then like Data kind of like awkwardly tries, tries to figure to, out yeah. how to cross his arms, mimic the same motion. See, I th- like I thought we were beyond Data doing that kind of thing. I I love it. I love it when he does it. But um, whoever's possessing him, and I don't remember which one it was at that point. It's the mischievous one, the one that's always splaying on things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. oh yeah. He's like laying on the pool table, right? In engineering, the pool table down in an, the foosball table down in engineering. <laughs> No, see, it's it's multi-purpose. It's foosball. It's pool. It's uh, air hockey. Ms. Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, but there's a point where uh, Picard comes down and says uh, something, something, Commander Data, and he says, "Well, Commander Data is not here," and he just does a nice little like mocking his accent kind of thing, <laughs> which I like, and I'm sure that came from Spiner because Spiner loves. Uh, Kind of uh, mocking. Yes, he loves mocking Patrick Stewart. I was trying to think of "take the piss out of." <laughs> was the word I was looking for. Is that, do we have a phrase for that in America? I don't think that we do. Huh. Making making light. Making Ma- out. Make, having fun. Yes, making out fun. <laughs> making out is fun. Yep, I'm a fan. Uh, there's also during that scene. There's that weird bit where he's up crouched on the uh, on the. Well, he's, on the, uh, he's, the... he's crouched on the warp engines, and then he goes and, then he and... sort of does this weird power walk, yeah, <laughs> across the uh, across engineering, so he can go lean on the uh, right Miss Pac-Man table. It's wait, like, wait, he's he's like running so he can go look casual. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the re- it's like the rest <laughs> Little, of the episode. Like, there's all these weird changes, but like while the cameras like not facing him right and then suddenly out of nowhere he's like i need to be over there but then he goes over there and acts as casual as he possibly can yeah yep. it's just weird it and is like it is a bit ridiculous oh and then and then at the end when he's doing whatever the whoever the final whoever the final boss is <laughs> so, sounds got a got a bit like a mulgrew thing going on there well he was a woman uh, right. coffee and, and picard had to play his lover Really? Is that what Picard was playing? I think so. Oh, God. <laughs> what was that? Picard had to be Data's lover in the, oh, in the last Oh, that's scene. right. Yeah. Well, there and in every piece of Slash. Yep. <laughs> Delightful. Teach me what it is to love Data. Oh, <laughs> why don't we move on? Do you guys have any further business on this one? Um, There was the weird torpedo filled oh. full of snakes. <laughs> torpedo full of snakes. <laughs> Which torpedo full of eels <laughs> is fucking dumb. It's pretty dumb. Oh, and what? It's like, well, we need to open up this torpedo for some. Oh no, snakes! No, but they're they're not even that concerned. Like, oh no, snakes. It's like little garter snakes. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's go over here then. 
Were you going to point out another stupid example? Oh, well, I mean, while Jordy was doing that in engineering, I, um, I think Matt also pointed out uh, his special little pad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this has been around for a while, and I've been noticing it more and more, is Jordy has his own little red pad that he always has on him. Mm-hmm. I guess it's his engineering pad or maybe his blind dude pl- pad. I don't know. Oh, yeah, then Bob suggested that it's Braille. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because, you know, it's that's why it's red, the special one. Well, because yeah. he can see the red, obviously, so he knows which one is his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Jordy. Uh, Poor blind Jordy. Poor Jordy. Jordy. Oh, that's the worst. Matt, why don't you tell me Jordy. a quote? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's a lot of weirdness in this episode, so I just went with this one. Another mask. All right. I just like the delivery on it. Fair enough. <laughs> Any further business, either of you, before we press forward? Oh, do we want to talk about Troy back in the uh, stu- the classroom for some reason? Uh, it just it surprised me opening this episode <laughs> with Commander Troy, now third in command of the entire ship. Yeah. Baby- babysitting a kindergarten. And, like, Old. fucking Data's down there learning to clay and, like... She's teaching everyone how to sculpt. Yeah, but it's mostly children. Yeah. Like, Okay. But She's we teaching have, them like, about their feelings. But it's, we have, like, her trying to teach Data about, about like, imagination and making art, and he fucking has been doing that forever. Yeah, it, it, it just felt a little, like, I don't know, season two, season three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. It was just a reason for him to suddenly have a mask, and we don't really need that, because we've learned that masks just appear as if from nowhere this week. Why do masks suddenly appear whenever this episode is near? <laughs> from your <laughs> rear? From your rear. I wish a bird would deliver them. <laughs> oh, uh, a mask! Ah! A mask. <laughs> now I can defeat Data. Now I can worship Allah <laughs> in my mask. I'll just put this on smoking. Oh Christ! <laughs> All right. So pressing forward to the to the episode that I swear we've done seventeen times already. Mm-hmm. The reason Bob signed up for this is exactly because he had no idea what it was, because every episode is called this. Eye of the Beholder. Yay, Eye of the Beholder. Tell us, please. We start with adventure, alarms, the Enterprise might blow up or something, and Lieutenant Dan Kwan is about to jump into the plasma stream, which I gather is a bad thing to do. Riker tries to talk him down, but he knows what he has to do, and jumps into the stream, instantly vaporizing. Nails is despondent after his suicide. Troy and Worf go to examine Lieutenant Dan's headquarters in the Enterprise's garage, but don't really find anything useful. Troy talks to his girlfriend and his boss, one of them which seems much more concerned about his death than the other. You guess which. When she goes up the, uh, Troy, when Troy goes up the ladder to the spot where he jumped, she gets overcome with emotion. Fear. Pain. Pain! Where are you? <laughs> she looks at the blindingly bright plasma thingy and has some sort of vision of a woman screaming and then a creepy guy, or then the girl and some other guy kissing and laughing at Troy. Something like that happened eight years ago, when the Enterprise was being built, and she was looking through the eyes of the killer. She finds out that Ensign Creepy Guy is still on the Enterprise, and they do good cop, bad cop talking to him. Uh, afterwards, Worf and Troy make googly eyes at each other for a bit, and then finally, they snuggle. In the morning, the counselor goes to Bever to get some empathic suppressor pills, so she doesn't feel a thing. She goes back to the jumpy place, but then she still gets a flashback, so I guess Bever's pills didn't work at all. 
Thankfully, though, the vision leads them to find a skeleton immured in a bulkhead, just like in the cask of Amontillado. Well, mystery solved. Until Ensign Creepy Guy comes to her apartment and she gets suspicious of where Worf is, and we totally get some basic instinct music going on as she roams the halls in her cat suit to find Worf consorting with Ensign Calloway. And Troy kills Worf in a fit of fashion with a phaser, and then she knows what she has to do and goes to jump in the plasma stream, but then... She wakes up, and Worf is in the shower, and it was all a dream. <laughs> Mystery solved again, or something. Yep. Okay, two two quick points of order. Her apartment? <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, downstairs. It's okay. almost as good as downstairs. Well, I like that. that. No, no, Her apartment. I, I just wanted to make sure that's what you really meant. Yeah. You did. Yep. Uh, and snuggle? Yeah. I think we need, need to make it clear to the listeners that uh, what snuggle means in this context. Do Klingons snuggle? There That's was, a new one for I don't me. know if you can... You, you probably can't see the motion of making it bob, but my <laughs> my uh, my thumb and forefinger are making a, a circle, and my other uh, index finger is is uh, going through the circle. Well, they didn't actually show that part. No, They but just showed the, the snuggling. Next, they woke up the next morning, and he's making her breakfast. I mean, yeah. was, she was you know, like, ah, good Which is what you do after a good snuggle. We had sex? I, I don't know. I've snuggled lots of people. Hmm. I'm not going to make them breakfast. Breakfast is reserved for me. <laughs> yeah, only I get breakfast. Yeah, make your own fucking breakfast. Fair enough. I bet Klingon breakfast is not very good. <laughs> probably not. There's probably eggs with stuff living in them. Blood something. Yep. Yeah, blood sausage probably. Yep. Blood a lot of stuff. Blood frankly. coffee. <laughs> yep. Mm, just and, just and like toast. mother used to make. And right. Oddly enough, just normal toast. And toast. <laughs> Rye toast. Right. <laughs> this one as uh, again. Very confusing plot. We were we were trying to figure out exactly because some of it was was as you pointed out a, a dream, a, a hallucination. Yeah, and that's, you, that's actually my bad thing. Yeah, okay. Is okay. I, I was completely and utterly confused about what parts of the episode were a ha. I can't speak. Confused about what parts of the episode were a hallucination. I, it seems like maybe most of the last act, but it might be a good chunk of the latter half of the episode. And Ensign the Creepy Guy may have been dead this whole time, but Worf helped Troy question him, so uh, I don't know. I'm we really got confused. from someone else's POV a couple of times, which indicates to me those parts must have been real, because I doubt Troy imagined scenes between Riker and Worf, for instance. Okay. But if Vincent Creepy Guy was dead, then why would Worf have seen him? I Well, that's, yeah, I don't know. Was yeah. the whole thing See, a hallucination? My, my first assumption was that it was any scene where Troy was wearing her old uniform. That would be easy visual shorthand, but I don't think that's But then the you're case. just like, no, no, because what's his face? Ensign Creepy Guy was never alive to begin with. I think that's the case. I may be misinterpreting, but the fact that I've seen this twice and I still think that... They, they they have their scene at the end. They're, you can tell it's a great episode when you have to have a conference room scene at the end where everyone explains what happened. So yeah. this is the plot. <laughs> yeah. Which, hey, story by Brandon Braga. <gasps> mm -hmm. What well, a hey. <laughs> Um Magic. And they it's magic ghosts again. Magic <laughs> uh, ghost dreams. Those are his three, three things. three favorite things. Yep. But, and there, there's dream elements in here and there's, yep. there's ghost elements in here. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely... Uh, Braga, why don't you just go dream? Yeah. You, look, they're starting if up a new like show. It so much. They're starting up a new show across the lot called The X Files. Why don't you go right for that show? They <laughs> oh, want that no, stuff. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. See, they want ghosts. You wouldn't don't hate you ghosts. Don't you fuck in the up X -Files. my X Files with Brennan Braga? So the ghost thing was that like there was some sort of like 
he instant creepy guy apparently actually killed those people because he was jealous of the girl having an affair with the other guy right and then he so. actually threw himself yeah, into I the plasma think, I stream think that's the main in the in the summation scene that i'm talking about yeah they yeah. say that he killed the two of them and then jumped in after so then it was like little tiny bits of residue of his cellular residue yeah, something yeah he was part he was part that was actually still like giving off some sort of psychic signal yeah, i guess there's that and then <laughs> combined with the plasma it was very confusing apparently made it so that yeah the echoes of that and and lieutenant dan <laughs> when he was down there opened the panel got who the, has legs yes who who well he lost Magic his legs, legs and the rest of himself <laughs> He has nothing now. Very cool effect, by the way. When the dude kills himself, very very oh, yeah. intense scene, and yeah, uh, he I... jumps into this plasma thing, and he just sort of whoop, gone. Yeah, I like the the, the way that he just vanishes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. But um, the the whole idea, yeah, is that these memories are sort of lingering out there, and if you're if you're empathic or telepathic or any kind of pathic, pathic. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I guess you're susceptible to that. But it uh, yeah. didn't really make a lot of sense. I don't know. Yeah. Some sort of, I guess, normally in your body, there's electricity, you know, that powers the empathic, telepathic stuff. And since there was some cellular residue when it was near the plasma conduit that gives off a little bit of energy, it was still powering it. Well, so, they cracked I don't know. open the room that he was, <laughs> his ghost was in. Yes, his ghost. And then Troy <laughs> inhaled it. <laughs> so she's breathing in ghost fumes. I got you so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, we're, we're, we're really burying the lead here, which is that uh, snuggling. Yes. <laughs> That's why I didn't hate this episode, because it has all the, the, the hallmarks Yay. of an episode that I do not particularly care for, a type of mm -hmm. episode I don't care for. But there's some great character stuff going on here. There's some great Worf and Troy stuff going Absolutely. on here. Well, and I feel like that's Braga yet again, you know? Stupid concept, good character stuff. Yeah, and that was actually my good thing. I kind of like the framing device of yeah. Troy and Worf working together in the investigation. Like, that in itself was a good way to naturally bring the two of them together because their yes. jobs are so different. The the buddy cop factor. Yes. <laughs> He's a loose cannon with two weeks from retirement, and uh, she's is a rookie a, who plays by the book. Is he a loose cannon? No, not at all. No, he's the world's best boss. Yes. Remind me to come back to that, by the way. <laughs> but it was it was also a nice way to bring them closer after the stuff that happened in Parallels because we got that, that groundwork laid that maybe one day they'll hook up. Well, now they're working closely together, day. and one day has come, yeah. Yeah. Which Very I thought cool. was kind of cool. Although, if we go with the theory that most of the episode was imagined, then it didn't happen. Yeah, I was I was confused about it. the the only reason I actually thought that was like at the very end there's this little exchange between them and and Troy references something about you know uh, women scorned it's you know blah 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 and kind of Worf has this look that's almost a blank what are you talking about kind of look and I, I so I wasn't sure whether it actually happened or not but well I hope so I do yeah, too. I, th I think so because I, think I like snuggling if nothing else well this... he doesn't like a good snuggle well yeah. Just don't expect breakfast, that's all. A good wharf snuggle. Right. <laughs> well, who knows? He, he could be a great snuggler for all we know. I imagine he's not very good at sex. Why do you imagine that, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's probably something he's not very good at. You you mentioned something about uh, breaking someone in half. Well, that, oh, yeah. that seems that would pretty also obvious. Probably she's, happen. she's very dainty and he's very rough. Large. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> You know, somebody like we've seen him hook up with Kalar before. That was different. She can handle herself like in a, well, in a yeah, rough situation. Well, yeah, she was half Klingon. They made it very clear that they, that their sex was quite rough. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if he if he dialed just, it down or if Troy's wilder than we think. Or... I just feel like sex with Worf would snap her like a uh, crewman who'd been turned into a pile of twigs. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> from the previous episode. Yes. There are still crewmen who are hanging around as potted plants. Yeah. Nobody's really that concerned with uh, with turning them back either. No. <laughs> I think Troy just kept them all in a room now. Yeah. I'll give them a good home. I love these plants. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> I, um... But, I mean, I like the two of them together because it's so sort of left field, and yet at the same time, we've talked about this, there are hints that it was going to happen, and there are... There is chemistry there, mm-hmm. and it's no, not they, completely they out of nowhere. they work together very well. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and between the actors... Uh, particularly, there's there's some great, you know, I, we've said this a million times before. When you give Marina Sirtis something to do, she does it well. They just yeah. usually don't give her anything good. Yeah, that was actually my good thing in this episode too. Okay. Is that like right. Troy was actually the most useful person on the investigation. She's mm-hmm, the one yep. who found the uh, ensign creepy guy and all of that, and went around uh, and she she the, interrogated she people. The and yeah, yeah, it's a really it's a really good Troy episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, when uh, you for the Troy parts anyway. Yeah, no, and like I say, the, the Troy and Worf parts were were just were great, and they're um, just darling, and they're they're cute together. Yep. yep. And and then speaking of cute, there's there's your good thing, Matt. There's a scene where uh, Worf meets up with Bill in uh, Ten Forward, and Bill's on a date and wearing a pair of Hulk pants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Worf's just like, uh, so, uh... Well, we, uh, that's actually my quote, so why don't we just play Oh, well ah, then, awesome. Enough. Lieutenant Correll seems to be enjoying your company. I'd like to think so. Are you involved with her? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> why are you interested in her? No, no. But if I were, I would, of course, discuss the situation with you before proceeding further. I appreciate it, but that really wouldn't have been necessary. I mean, I would never want to come between you and someone you are involved with, or had ever been involved with. Is there someone in particular that you're talking about? No. Is there someone in particular you would rather I not be involved with? Mr. Worf, you sound like a man who's asking his friend if he can start dating his sister. No, no, I I was merely... Never mind. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and and unfortunately, you can't get some of the great face acting from Dorn there. <laughs> no, there's some great face acting in, from Dorn in this one. Because yeah. uh, when they when they first when the scene first starts and he sees Riker putting the moves on the latest lieutenant, he's got this little smile. He's like, oh, "There you go again." So... <laughs> oh, that Bill. Yep. Which uh... always in and out of women. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why they call him Nails. Oh, yep. Well, one of that's the, one reason. One of the many reasons, yes. <laughs> he but also collects nails for some reason, which never came up very often. No, but it's weird. at all. But his action figure came with these tiny, like, uh, perfectly to scale nails, which were the first thing you lost, just immediately. They were the first thing you lost, <laughs> lost, and if you're, like, if you had, like, a brother or sister who ate them, they would die. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, Bert, you know, Bert and Bert's... Uh, a bottle cap collection or paperclip yeah. collection or paperclip collection yeah. is that it paperclips I, he collected it was both. both actually oh, okay. yeah. he was really that boring <laughs> he had both um but no there was there was some great uh, little reactions from Worf like not only was he concerned you know that that Riker would say no but just in general the whole uh, oh, that dog look, yep. look what he's doing now uh. and he had a smirk on his face half yeah. the time he was talking to Troy and it's so Hey. It it really jumps out at you because he doesn't make faces like that usually. Yeah. And Worf smiling anytime always gets my attention. Like, what's yep. he smiling about? 
and he's he's rarely happy. Well, look, he's he's saddled with a kid that he hates. That's just awful. Yep. And uh, you know, all he all he really has is his job, and he's got no other Klingons. And yeah, you know, I can sympathize. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I mean, he is best boss though. He is absolutely the best boss. Um, no one can take that away from him. Nope, nobody can. People can try. <laughs> I mean, they can take his award, but you know, right. I don't know that they can. There might be some reality somewhere where you got ninth place boss. Replace it with ninth best boss. <laughs> right. This is indeed the most disturbing of all realities. <laughs> ninth. Uh, Matt, your bad thing. Uh, so there, we have the scene where the girl is being murdered, and man, she's a bad actor. Yeah. Like, to the point where I don't think she was an actor. I think they may have gotten, <laughs> no. like, one of the makeup girls to well, <laughs> There's a there's a bit no. there's a bit at the um at the beginning where Troy or I, I, this was the previous episode I'm sorry this was in masks where it felt like uh, the, one of the producer's kids had been cast oh yeah it's like look at my mask counselor Troy and I wonder if it was the same situation there with the uh, with the murder victim my yeah. mask in the shape of a bird <laughs> is this a good bird tell me tell if me it's my a good bird, bird is good I only have one more line and this is it. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I made $400 today. <laughs> they still to this day won't let Ensign Gates speak. <laughs> Ensign Gates, the poor, uh, the, the, one, of the, one of the rotating hot chicks uh, in uh, the Wesley seat, the, uh, mm. the black chick. A.K.A. A.K.A. Ensign Brown Sugar. Uh-huh. I thought that might come off as a little racist. Oh, she has a name? Yeah, it's Ensign Gates. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, she never speaks. This was pointed out. Uh, was it you who pointed this out, Matt? I that don't was, remember. That was me, yeah. Um, never speaks, but they occasionally dub an I, sir, with off, a different... Uh, off screen? Yes, with, yeah. a, with a different actor. So they never paid her for a speaking role, even though she's the same actor in the same chair for like four seasons in a yeah, row. that's like, terrible. She's there for... She's there a lot. Never gets a speaking role, though. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's like uh, Billy What's-His-Head in, in the original series. What was his name? There was some guy who was, like, always in the Chekhov seat. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Before yeah. Before Chekhov was there, I guess. Oh, right. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he talked occasionally, at least. And some Jimmy right. or whatever. Right. But right. Uh... I should try not to talk with a mouthful of tea. Right. <laughs> but they, um... But, the, but you know, there's there's different rules for paying people with speaking roles versus paying people, you know, right. without... So exactly. she, she never gets to talk, so she doesn't get paid. That sucks. <laughs> but this murder victim, roll, you know, rolls in whatever you get for uh, for having like five lines and all of them being no. Yep. No, please stop. <laughs> no. no, don't wait. No. Hey. I would argue that that um, Ensign Kwan's um, or Lieutenant Kwan, excuse me, his uh, I almost demoted him there. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Thank you. That's, That's how I remember. That was my mnemonic there. <laughs> um, my Kwanomic. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, terrible. I know. You should leave those to Matt. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bob. <laughs> the um, the the uh, his girlfriend when Troy's interviewing his girlfriend, and oh no, he's dead. Really? Oh no. Oh. It's like Bob pointed out in his summary. <laughs> and then his boss is like, God, I don't know what could have happened. This is terrible. Like she's actually <laughs> seriously concerned. One of them is concerned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the girlfriend is like, Oh, we we were taking it slow. Oh well. <laughs> Well, I feel like I I'll get back very, to work. very I feel slow. like she was like a week away from dumping his ass. Yeah, and, and like, like this just saved her some time, and now maybe easier. people will buy her things. Right. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank not existed future God. Yes. Thank, Thank Quan. Yeah. Thank Quan. 
God, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Baba, did you uh, did you give your bad thing? Uh, yes, I was I was confused about what parts were a hallucination. Right. Sorry, I thought I hallucinated that. <laughs> My bad thing. So apparently, depression still exists in the future. Awesome. It's not what caused Lieutenant Dan's death, but it comes up in Troy's investigation. She's like, was he prone to depression? First of all, she should know that. Yeah. As ship's counselor, she should have records well, on like, people's shouldn't mental she be health. Prescribing him like his anti-crazy pills. Well, well, she's she's only really counselor to you know the people on the bridge, right? All yeah, the other obviously. people are. Yeah. No, we've seen her counseling other people. Like that one where she was going crazy and she chewed that girl out. Yeah, she yelled at <laughs> yeah. that girl for not to... Uh... Well, perhaps you're just being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> but uh, there's... There, so so depression still exists, really. So awesome. So we've cured all this other stuff and this this one horrible, horrible thing that, that millions of us have to live with mm-hmm. it still exists. Can't tweak that brain chemistry. I guess not. I mean, you know, I was I was hoping maybe they weeded us out in the, in the uh, eugenics war, mm. but no, apparently not. Maybe it's because of the ghosts. That could be it. Depression well, between ghosts. That makes depression sense. Depression and anxiety. The future's looking less and less uh, fancy. Yeah. So now you got uh, you got the, the, the you know we got me represented, and then you got you represented via Barkley. So yep. uh, you know we're all set. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! Perfect oh, future. Oh boy! I do feel like that there wouldn't have been an actual uh, like they were they were acting like uh, suicide just doesn't happen. Yeah. Starfleet, like ever, like Picard says, I've had to call lots of parents, and I've never had to tell you know tell them that their kid. Well, I mean, if there's one thing I know about Star Trek, it's that most suicides result from heroically sacrificing yourself for the good of the crew. Yeah, and that doesn't count as a suicide. That's a heroic death. (laughs) That's a whole other. That has honor in it, right? And if you're a main cast member, then it always you know you find a way out of it. Yeah, because of your backup spine or whatever. Unless you're Tasha Yar. Unless you're Tasha Yar, in which case you just come back as a horrible Romulan constantly. (laughs) Well, even she got to come back to heroically sacrifice herself in uh, yesterday's Enterprise. That's a good point. Ah, there was actually at the beginning during the uh, the, the suicide scene. Uh, there's some particularly good acting from Frakes, I thought. Oh, that he was really great in that scene where he's trying to talk him down. He does a really good job, and then when he doesn't do it, he just he, he kind of slams his fist against the, uh, the the wall and just there's just some good acting. That's all. Yeah. Nothing particularly, uh, you know, noteworthy to to, yeah. to describe. Just good acting. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, there, there's that. Once again, there's that. We're authorized to exceed warp speed limits again. They just say it, like there's no reason for the story. Even <laughs> they're just they're like deliberately saying, "Yeah, we don't care." They're going to take mm. medical supplies somewhere yeah. because they're the shuttlecraft that takes these things places. <laughs> right, because they're a fire truck, as Matt pointed out. <laughs> yes. Once. Yeah. If only there were a diplomat they could also bring along, <laughs> <laughs> and some rebels, <laughs> some uh, mullety rebels. Then we'd really be set. Hmm. Uh, what else? Does everyone in Starfleet keep a bland diary? That was my yeah. note. I feel like that's the, the you know, everyone's that's the got true a, since original series. Yeah, everyone's got a personal right. log. Whenever there's a death, they can go back and investigate their... People yeah. don't write anymore. They have to record a little video blog. Right. But everyone does it. Every single crew person has their own, like, little diary of, like, what they did that day or whatever. So then watch Lieutenant Dan, and he's like, man, I love being alive. I sure hope I don't ever kill myself. Yeah. So, but well, it, off to work. It's re- it's required just in case something horrible happens to them so that people have something to investigate. 
Yeah. I, apparently. And uh, that and also you have to record a hologram that, that uh, names all your friends by name and says, yeah. you know, like you were my favorite. And uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, hey there, champ, hang in there. You'll get there. And... I can't wait to see the blogger you grow up to be. <laughs> so how often do you have to update that? Is it just yeah, uh, Every annually? time there's a new cast member. <laughs> I guess so. I guess, I guess Troy and Morph were, uh, you know, had to rush and change it to we're in love now. And, you know, if you break up, you have to change it again. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. You're encouraged to update to update it once a month. Right. Encouraged. Yeah. Meaning with a uh, stick. <laughs> well, when when uh, Troy switched to her cat suit for a bit, I I really noticed that it was it felt weird now now that she's been in her uniform for a bit, and mm -hmm. it's like now she's prancing around in this thing with all the cleavage and yeah, skin now tight. Yeah, realize and it's like, just how different it is. Yeah. So I actually like her better in her uniform. Yeah, and the th look, I love looking at that, that woman. She's a very attractive yes. woman, but for some reason, leaving a little to the imagination actually makes her more attractive to me. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, giving her this, the equal she level looks... of dignity as the rest of the cast, exactly. I think is what she, it is. Exactly, that more professional. Right. I, no, believe me, Commander Troy, much better character than, uh, than Counselor Troy, which is why I was so upset at the beginning of Masks that she was, you know, teaching a, teaching a pottery class or whatever. <laughs> yeah. When we just made a point, you know, the week before of uh, showing her taking a, a, a test to, to be a bridge officer. Right. But, uh, oh, uh, I also have a, a note here. When uh, Worf goes to kiss Troy the first time, he can't find her mouth. Oh, yeah, he's not <laughs> sure how kissing works. Well, he, like, goes for her neck. I'm like, that's, for the first for a first kiss, that's pretty bold really? there to just well, start kissing on her neck there. He's more animalistic. Maybe he, he has vampire. to smell her neck first to oh, make sure that it's the right person. Yeah. Or, or, or like Matt said, he's a vampire. <laughs> Both are both are totally bad. Look, he this does episode, like blood quite a bit, and this episode does have a lot of dream ghosts in it. So, uh, you, what the hell? Vampires are a really short, uh, short walk yep. to that. Uh, Anyone wants to drive Worf as a vampire? Well, now, that, now that I'm taking, now that people are taking requests, and can I request one every now and then? Sure, you always do. Come on. Do you want to see Worf as a vampire? Not really. I want to see Counselor Troy as a vampire. All right, there you go. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's this week's homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get on that. Um, we all sort of wondered whether uh, when Worf hooked up with Troy, if it would be that Kalar situation where it was, so we're married now, right? Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> because like, because we kissed once yeah, and we yeah, snuggled. Yeah, snuggled as Bob <laughs> apparently thinks they did. <laughs> I guess if you don't have a scene of them, uh, like, you know, fade to black and then come back from commercial and he's putting his boot on. Right. I guess that's the code. That was yeah. the indicator back in so, the original series. So when so. you didn't see him putting his boot on, I guess you you weren't really clear that... Uh, he was still in uniform. That they, That's yeah. true. Still in uniform? Yep. Or again? I imagine she's, he just keeps wearing it. She changed into something more comfortable. He was still in uniform. Oh. That's weird. And then he Let went out and got breakfast at the corner I store. something more comfortable. <laughs> that, <laughs> right around the corner from her apartment. From her apartment, right. Yep. And then they went downstairs. Yep. Uh, let's see, a lot of blue uniforms this week. <laughs> yep. A lot of, lot of science-y stuff going on. I guess. I, I'm just looking over my notes to see if there's anything else important. <laughs> Jump through the force field. Isn't that what a force field is for? That's a good point, Pastel. Maybe it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's only a one-way force field. <laughs> so it keeps the plasma from jumping out and killing, yes. killing itself. <laughs> yes. I see. I got you. No, that's that's really all I had. What about you guys? I'm um, just looking at my thing now. That's it. 
I think. Oh, we had um, the fucking ghost killer, whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. I looked at him and was like, wow, that's what that's what Ensign Sadsack looks like. See, I think, if you know, his, like, meaner brother, maybe. Yeah, Ensign Madsack. Right. <laughs> and then Ensign Badsack is upstairs checking his email. And then yes. there was this really... Uh... This really handsome uh, ensign that came in. And he was Ensign Gladsack. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, we do have fun. Uh, uh, do. Yes. The Sack family, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there's a there's a sad looking coat of arms. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to have to draw that. And don't, please don't draw the Sack family. <laughs> that is my request for you not to draw. No, please Your don't. Your anti homework. <laughs> or maybe draw them cloaked. How about that? <laughs> but just cloaked. But right. what? Not faced. Not faced. Just oh. cloaked. Just cloaked. Not faced. That's the best part. I know. <laughs> I like to ruin it. I like to ruin the fun. Is what cloaked I cloaked like ain't worth shit without faced. Oh, I missed something in in masks that I I loved the uh, the goofy little symbols floating around the screens that looked like they were from some late eighties video game. Oh, Christ. Yep. the the Aztec video game. Yeah. <laughs> No, and every it's time like the symbol, sp- the... someone spilt my mahjong tiles all over this thing. <laughs> yeah, but like your CGA mahjong tiles from 1988. Yes, exactly. And you kept pointing out the uh, the sun logo. That would oh, the giant up, smiley face, which was sort of pixely. Just... Oh, that one. Yeah, God, that looked bad. Yeah, it was all it was all wiggly, like uh, squiggle vision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was on uh, Doctor Katz. Yeah. Or what's that other show? Home movies. Home movies. Home movies. Yeah, squiggle vision. Right thing that gives me a headache yeah uh let's see we've done our quotes good thing bad thing anything further um i like troy's new hairdo well it's new to you because you're a few weeks behind (laughs) yeah yeah, she has had she looks better this season too like not just because really does it's just the the, that level of professionalism that just it's it's the hair and actually her makeup's a little different oh really yeah less whorish yeah little little less whorish actually Oh, uh, speaking of Troy being attractive, one of you guys pointed out, whoever directed this episode was really into getting shots of her ass. Well, yeah, her climbing up that ladder. There were a lot of lingering shots. Make sure we show her hitting every rung mm-hmm. from down here. I mean, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but it was like, okay, you can, you know, you can just, like, jump cut to the, we don't need this in real still time. still going up, huh? I... Remember to, f- it's like that MST. Remember to film every part of her going up the stairs. Right. Indeed. I, I can't wait for my new female coworkers to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we've said much, much worse things. I'm sure we have. And we will again. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> I, I will, I will say this in our defense. I defy you to find any mostly male Star Trek podcast that speaks up for the women as much as we do. Yeah, I agree. That said, she does have a nice ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> we can do it. We can do it both ways. Yes. Look, my wife's in the next room, and she's okay with me saying that. So mm-hmm. uh, I could I could do whatever I want as long well, as she can't hear Troy me. has a nice ass too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> On that note, so coming back to the uh, Worf is a good boss thing, I, I think I mentioned this a week or two ago. That uh, our pal, mostly Brian, uh, our pal Scott Zioko did a drawing as well. But our pal Brian did a whole bunch of drawings of the uh, of the next gen crew with with various little like joke sayings that we've made. Mm-hmm. And just this past week, he did a couple of new ones with uh, Worf as as the great boss, as Biz Kaz Fry, uh, <laughs> Worf, Worf, holding a, a, a coffee mug, and uh, he's got an inspirational poster that says "Honor." I love that inspirational <laughs> that poster. That is awesome. Yeah, it has an eagle soaring on it. Doesn't yep. It? yep. 
It's a bird of prey. Oh, I see. see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's great stuff. And if you go to postatomichorror.com, we have a link for um, artwork. I think it's called artwork. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and it'll all be there in a little gallery. And anytime any of you guys draw us a thing, it's like our fridge. We'll put yep. it up. I love I love seeing the stupid jokes we come up with representative visual form. And uh, anytime you want to uh, submit that or, or ask us a question for our next uh, supplemental show, postatomichorror at gmail. Mm-hmm. You are welcome to do that. Uh, Bob made us an app. Uh, it's yeah, still yeah, out there. It's still free, right? Yep, yeah. still out there, still free. I I absolutely need to update it for like the iPhone five and iOS seven and all of that stuff that's well, okay. come out since then. So it's kind of looking a bit aged at the moment, but it still has good content in there. It's got your uh, well, the content is a bit aged as well. It's, <laughs> it's from the original series, original series from next reviews. gen just yet. Yeah, we have written the material for half of next gen. We just decided to roll it into one giant volume instead of doing two. So. Uh, in time for Emerald City next year, we should have uh, a, a printed volume of all of A Guide to Next Gen. And uh, hopefully you'll have a chance to, to roll that into the app by then as well. Yep. So, uh, But right now it's free. If you go to the App Store uh, for any of your iOS devices, you should be able to uh, look for Post-Atomic Horror, and it's there. And it's our guide to anything with Kirk and Spock in it. Anything, <laughs> the original series, the movies, including the Abrams movies, and uh, the animated series. Yep. A lot of people leave out the animated series when they're when they're retelling, but not us, because uh, we'd like to be thorough. <laughs> All right. Next week. What is next week? Do we know? Do we remember? Uh, I usually know. It's usually I don't right think I'll be here me, next week. I've forgotten. You're not going to be here next week. No. You're not here until maybe the movies? I think I'm here for one of the movies. I think so. Next week. Oh, Christ. Can I skip next week? What do we got? Is, the, is it the Genesis. train? Genesis! <laughs> it's the de-evolution episode. Ah. Where everyone turns into monsters. Genesis is planet forbidden. Right. <laughs> is that Mexican Scotty? Is that the return of Mexican Scotty? <laughs> Welcome to Seattle, Mexican Scotty. Kenny oh. sees his planet forbidden. <laughs> oh, and... Um, and Wesley's final episode, also next week. Oh, the death of Wesley. Remember With more guy? Melody Rebels. Remember, uh, remember Wesley killing a guy? <laughs> yeah, the lonesome death of Wesley Crusher. Right. That's that's a much better title than Journey's End, <laughs> uh-huh. which is what they went with. All right, Matt, tell the people. See you, folks. Folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2013. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.